Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries. Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. In this episode, Stephen and I unpack what we are calling the three levels of sobriety, especially focusing on the third level. These categories are broken down into one, real people, two, media, and three, thoughts. If that doesn't quite make sense to you, that's exactly why you need to listen to this episode. If you're a man who wants to grow in integrity by digging deep into what goes on between your ears, listen closely, because true sobriety goes beyond just eliminating unhealthy behaviors. You must work on your thoughts, and this episode will help you with practical ideas for thought sobriety. A resource that will help you retrain your mind towards a life of sexual integrity is our 40 Days of Purity online course. Learn more and enroll at 40days.purelifeacademy.org. For more resources, visit BeBroken.com or check out links in today's show notes. And please rate and review the podcast after listening to help others find it. Now, let's dive into today's conversation. Well, Mr. Steven Cervantes. Hey, we're on. I better put my head up and smile. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. You're here. Yeah, we are uh, We are going to be jumping in. You know, today is going to be more of a... Uh, what do they call it when, when, uh, when a jazz singer just kind of improvised oh. the scat? Is that what they call it? So we're going to scat a little bit. Okay, and, uh, good. Take the pressure off. Because I, you know, as you typically do, you come, you come and you throw like fifty <laughs> pieces of paper in my lap. I'm like, look at these. So, just listeners and viewers, just so you know, Stephen is the idea man around here. So he's always got some kind of idea percolating, and when he comes with what we typically call kind of our show notes or our production notes or whatever. Yeah. It's just loose leaf papers with <laughs> lists of ideas and, and maybe conversations. But I always bring two or, copies so he can have one. Yeah. You know? Well, this one, you might notice, it's a little, you might not even be able to see that, but it's a little sparse. That's you know, not it's, much. It's not much, so that's why we're going to scat a little bit. But mm. I so liked the the topic headings because I'm thinking, I think this is actually going to maybe give some some handlebars to some of our listeners uh, because it just says at the top of the page three levels of sobriety uh, maybe we could oh. even call it three categories of sobriety something like that yeah no that's good um so do i do the intro why don't you tell us what was in go. your brain that got that at least down on paper so you know i talked to a lot of guys about accountability and and they ask other guys to ask them questions to talk about how they're doing, all that. And, you know, guys come in with either having affairs and cheated and, 
and have histories with females, or they come in with porn and media and, you know, looking and lusting and all that. But this other category has been bothering me because we don't seem to get down to this third level, which I think is really important. And that is your mind, the thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think it's easy to ask, did you fantasize? Did you pleasure yourself? Did you, you know, hide and go look at inappropriate materials? No, I didn't do any of those behaviors. No, no. All my behaviors were good. But the Bible has such a difficult criteria. Don't even look and have the wrong thought. Mm Mm-hmm. Because right? that wrong thought thing, that lusting thing, that making it mine, what I want issue, you can quietly still do that without level, I'm going to call them level one, using females too, level, not using porn, but there's this other level down there that has to do with well, your mind. And that's why I think I really was drawn to talking about this because um it's this third category, this third level, this idea of your thoughts and the mind that is connected to the other two. So you might have a guy that comes in and says, yeah, you know, listen, I've uh, I, porn. I never look at porn, but boy, I'm, you know, I'm sleeping with prostitutes or I'm having affairs or I'm doing. So their, their temptation, their struggle is with flesh and blood this is with actually acting out with with people right and can and, i break it down yeah. don't lose your thought but but it's flirting right it's looking playing the eye game where you look at me and it's but it needs a person we're grooming right the, the, on that level is mm-hmm. all those behaviors from they the might very be texting simple, or having phone calls yes. or being in chat rooms exactly or those from the things. any from the yeah. littlest to the biggest yeah it but you need a body on the other end and then there's the whole other category that we're really just talking about dealing with screens or media or, you know, images, uh, videos right. or that kind of thing. That's right. And nobody's and yet just in, you and your material. And yet in both of those, you can't you can't engage either one of those levels of acting out without engaging your mind. Okay. There's always a thought. So right. whether you as you put it, whether you need a body or you just need a screen, your mind is engaged right. in whatever takes you to those outlets. And yeah. so I think you're you're definitely right in saying this is the critical piece of of work in terms of when we talk about sobriety and and when we talk about actually um, living with wisdom and maturity. It's not merely about hey, avoid the bodies, or hey, avoid the screens. It's it's what's going on in the mind. Well, and that's why I brought this topic, because I've been talking to men. They're going, no, I'm not flirting or chatting up a female. I'm not doing anything inappropriate. Because, you know, it's you start little, right, with oh, a yeah. smile and a look, and you get one back, and this whole progression. I'm not doing any of those things. And no, I haven't gone off by myself, going porning. I'm just not doing that. Okay, great. And then they say, but this stuff keeps popping in my head. Mm-hmm. These thoughts keep coming back. I don't, I don't get it. Why doesn't it all just go away? Because I wanted it to go away, and I, I did level one, level two work. Why didn't it just go away? Yeah. 
And and I think that's I mean that's the critical issue that we're talking about. Are you want me to answer that? Or are we going no, to keep was, exploring I was that? Say, no, no, because I'm going to answer it. Okay, yeah. And tell you tell you my thought, and you tell me your thought, and then we'll go wherever we need to go from there. Yeah, because I've heard that over and over and over again too from guys, and 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 there's almost like this uh, palpable, you know, frustration that is coming through the question like why yes you know because a lot of times it, naturally we we can think that if i work from the outside in that that should work in other words if i work on the behavior and i get to a point where listen i'm not looking at porn i'm not doing the flirting thing i'm not doing the grooming i'm not doing all of that then shouldn't that sort of just take care of everything Yes, in but come wait for your answer. That's good. Because I mean, where do you go next after that when a guy quietly, sheepishly comes in in distress going, my mind, what do you say? Well, a lot of times what I'll end up saying is, so then why are you here? I mean, if you thought that was going to be the solving, oh, there's okay. obviously something more yeah. that is that is sort of, there's still an itch that's not been scratched. Okay, so good. I'm going <laughs> to tell you mine now. <laughs> Well, uh, you're, you're the guy that walked in, okay? So I'm going to talk to you like you're the guy that just walked in. It's like, so let me get something straight here. For 30 years, you trained your brain to serve you porn images and thoughts. For 30 years. You've been working on sobriety for six months now. But for 30 years, you told your brain, hey, let's play with lust. Hey, serve me up a big plate of lust. Come on, give me some porn. Give me some energy. Come on, brain. Come on. Do that thing. Mm -hmm. Then when you try to stop your brain from doing something that you trained it to do for 30 years, you think you're going to be done in three months or six? You think your brain is not going to pop in a thought going, hey, and he, that guy is saying to me, the devil is in my mind. Mm. It's evil. It's sin that's taken over my mind. I said, look, you train your brain one way, okay? You think it's going to be easy to retrain your own mind? Every story, every memory, you know, every request, every orgasm, every pleasure, every moment. Your brain learned this thing, and it knows you love it, and it's going to give you, it's going to serve you for the next five years, the stuff you told it for 25 years to serve. Don't be surprised. Yeah, and, and I, I have to make one little comment on the, the whole, you know, the devil and, and, and all yes, that. Yes, sir, do it. Is, um, I find it interesting that when you go all the way back to the beginning, when when sin entered the world and, and it was prompted by the temptation of the devil that after he planted the seed mm -hmm. and got them to act out in the way that was opposing to God, notice he split. He didn't have to stay around. Mm -hmm. He was gone. You mean Adam and Eve and that? I'm right saying there the devil he was left. gone. He was out of the picture. And so in many ways, listen, we are perfectly capable after having the seed been planted. Mm. I'm not saying that the devil isn't part of any of it. Right. But we're perfectly capable after the seed has been planted to keep fertilizing and watering and, and growing it. Absolutely. It's like we 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 do our part in uh, in keeping that. And that's why I think when you say, hey, after 30 years, you know, at some point, quit blaming the devil, okay? That's like, right. You are carrying this thing, and you have been, you've been training your brain in a way. And I think it's also important to acknowledge the reality that while this does have spiritual and emotional elements right, to yes. it, there is biology as well. That's right. Right? And we know that the brain is, it, it loves patterns. 
That's right. It loves to, and so once you've developed a pattern, kind of developed that rut, it's not just because you now have a rational thought and think, you know what, I want, I don't think porn is good for me, and I need to get off of that. Just because you may start going down that path, yes, doesn't mean that instantly that pattern is going to be reformed in your mind and, or in your brain. And so, you and I should be cured by now. <laughs> so, are you are you prepared to make the proclamation that you never struggle with any? arousal or thought popping in your head not if i want to be a man of integrity (laughs) oh darn so we you battle every day right we live in this sick culture either out there or biology in here you know stuff is going to happen all the time the question is are you going to engage it and play with it and turn into a two-year-old going i want it i want it it's mine let me have it but here's here's the encouragement that i want to give uh uh a couple of things. One is even on that biological front, man, we've, we've gotten such great research in recent decades where we realize, you know, uh, where in the past we thought, oh my goodness, you know, the, the brain is static in terms right. of some of those patterns. And, and now we're realizing, oh my goodness, the brain is malleable. Like That's it can right. change. So the good news is as new patterns form, yes, it can replace and restructure. And, and, and even, isn't that true of you and me also? Yeah. There's a lot less chaos. Yeah. But but the other encouragement that I want to give is when you realize, as we're talking kind of about these three levels or these three categories of of, uh, sobriety, when you realize that primarily you only have to really focus on this one, Mm. it takes a lot of pressure off the other ones. The other ones. Because when you realize, uh, I've said in this ministry for a long time, when you realize that feet follow focus, in other words, when you realize that if I really, if I really discipline my mind and 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 train my mind to be focused towards, as Philippians four eight, that which is true and right and noble good. and pure and good yeah. and lovely and excellent and praiseworthy, guess where my feet are going to go, where my mm-hmm. actions are going to go. Mm. And so, in some ways, what we're talking about here is a real simplification of the whole recovery journey. Is that let's get to work on your mind. Let's get to work on what you're thinking about, what you're dwelling on. Right. Because so many guys, I mean, we see it happen all the time. They come in with a very, very specific and explicit presenting behavior, right? Okay. Whatever it may be. Yep. Um, I'm having affairs. I'm sleeping with prostitutes. I'm doing all this. Or I'm looking at porn all the time. Um, and it's so obvious to them. And like three and four hours a day, you train your brain to look at this stuff and you right. do it for 20 years. Right, but what I'm saying is it, it's, it can be so obvious to them at least that the behavior the be- outer is behavior what needs stopped. to change. Hey, I, did, I stopped, okay? I didn't look at any new stuff. And here's the thing. What I've found in a lot of years of doing this ministry is it's not as simple as in one conversation right. thinking that I'm going to get this guy to actually believe me when I say, we got to work on your mind. We got to work on your thoughts, and for a while we're going to have to work on the, in that area. And you've probably seen it in counseling too. Yeah. It takes quite a while for them to even just buy in to the reality that that's where the real work, right? Needs and they'll, to they'll go, yes, yes, they'll agree, but they won't do the work. They won't do or the they work. They won't get yeah. that they really have to do the work, but they'll agree and go, you know, oh, but what is it? I mean, so I got to do that. And too. so maybe we should talk about that for a little bit. What is the barrier you think? for guys really getting honest about saying, and what I mean is not just acknowledging, oh yeah, 
oh yeah, counselor, it sounds good that you're telling me I need to work on my yeah. life. But seriously, how do I stop, you know, having an affair with my secretary? Oh God. You know, how right. do you how do you help them break through beyond that barrier to really engaging the mental work, the mind work, instead of just kind of reverting back to just hey, tell me the three well, steps to stop doing right. this. Right. What I what I like about group is accountability and bottom line behaviors and what's your presenting issue. And let's just work on that. Mm-hmm. But you and I have noticed over the years that you start by cleaning up behaviors and that, you know, it just it it changes your behavior, but it doesn't always change your mind or your heart or your will. Right, there's something else that you have to wait around, do the right behaviors until the rest of the system becomes obvious and shows you where it needs help too. But in the beginning, you can't even see that. So all you can do is try to park your bad behavior somewhere. Well, and, and I guess I would say too, then it's just it's trying to convince that person to stay engaged in a community long enough Yes. To get to that place where now they start recognizing, okay, I've I've actually, you know, for the last three or four weeks, I haven't had any behaviors to to admit acting out yeah. in. And yet, like we talked about in an earlier broadcast, something's still missing or something's still not quite so, right or something's, you know, I don't feel yeah. free. Um, and so that's where maybe they can start to be convinced. Yeah, because there's mental work, there's mind work that has to go on on here. So what are some That's things, good. what are some uh, tips, tri- tricks, insights that yeah. you found to help guys really kind of do, like, as you said, do the work of, of the mind? So, so you remember, whatever we do, we're very repetitive, right? Mm-hmm. And so one thing I do is challenge them to pay attention and even write down, what, what are the things that repeat in your mind? You know, I want to go look at this channel. I want to go, or I'm feeling bored and lonely. And, you know, uh, what's what sort of an event that starts to set you up, right? Because there's two processes. Some is stress and the other is random thoughts are going to pop. But remember, we've we've identified that these guys are very poorly self-aware. So just start paying attention to yourself would be the first thing. And then I'd say, come back and tell me something you learned about yourself. Mm-hmm. Because we told that story where this guy said, I don't feel valued. Oh, my goodness. You understand? That's the doorway to your soul. Yeah. yeah. You don't feel valued. That's why these other things happen and why you picked them up. And when you were a kid, you didn't feel valued. Well, you went to run away because you feel bad. have no value. So, so yeah. I know that's a general one. Well, and I think... It, it, Similar to that is, you know, sometimes we'll do a lot of work with guys on on identifying triggers. Yes. Right? And that can be connected to emotions. But even just being able to have language and say, hey, when a certain thought pops into my head, am I aware enough that that has typically been the first thought that leads me down a path that eventually is looking at porn or eventually having an inappropriate conversation with somebody And so just being able to get them more self-aware of those types of activities in their mind yes. is really important. And that's why we're told, take every thought captive, right? Is that just a good Sunday school lesson? <laughs> or should we... It's practical, right? should really we is. be careful that, that we don't let these thoughts run loose, that we somehow capture them, corral them, neutralize, do something with them? 
instead of just let them go and pretend they they don't have an impact. Because like you said, one leads to one, which leads to one, which... Yeah. The other one is, I think, uh, y- you know, is starting to uh, put up more resistance with, you know, we're still talking about kind of train of thought, right? Is... Um, I think we we know ourselves if we were if we're willing to take enough time to look at ourselves and be honest, right? Because, like you said, we're repetitive, we're pretty predictable. I mean, at least if we're going to be honest with ourselves, right. I'm not saying that we can't fool some other people about certain things that we're predict that we're uh, repetitive in. But and and so some of that is then saying, hey, what? What do I need to put up some resistance about in my mind? So when, um, uh, when a certain email pops up in my mm. inbox um, that maybe typically I've responded to in ways that are not appropriate, okay. what, what resistance do I need to have in my mind? Can I start to even kind of collect a library of maybe some uh, scripture passages maybe some little uh, quotes or nuggets from mentors that have told me, hey, give this a try, you know. I know one of the things you you put down on here is like a three-second rule uh, type of thing. Little things like that that are saying, can I start putting some resistance up Mm. so that I don't just get on that train or on that flow of thought that's going to take drift, have me drift off. Yeah, and somebody, we read that somewhere, three seconds. If you look too long, you look wrong. Right. You know, we've, we've, we've heard those things in groups. And the three-second rule, after three seconds, you know where this is going. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You know? Now, for me, one of the biggest things um, that I think is helpful in terms of this idea of thought sobriety and really trying to, to have our minds be purified is to not think that this is purely individual work meaning i think sometimes guys especially can take this and say okay i'm i'm starting to get a few tools here and and now i can sort of work on this alone in my closet Mm. it's like no 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 no. thought sobriety is not about you keeping all of your thoughts to yourself you've got to bring those thoughts into the light beyond just you and god so who are some men in your life that mm. you can actually share your thoughts with? Yeah, work together. And, and work them Help out. each other, yeah, absolutely. Because I think that's uh, that's the danger that a lot of guys have in recovery is thinking that they can still kind of privatize their recovery right. and do it on their own. And, and there's so much healing when two people work together and accountability and insight, you know, new ideas. It's like... One of your lines is, your best thinking got you here, right? Mm-hmm. You know how far your thinking will take you. You know where your thinking will go. You know what's repetitive about your thinking. And but and when you talk to a brother, you get new ideas, mm-hmm. you know. Like, hey, I just read a book on Lyme disease. <laughs> it's like, that's a new idea. It is. But, I mean, because we're always coming across material, you get books all the time sent to you, you know. Yeah. And so there's always another thought, another idea you're always going through in your groups with another book. Yeah. You know. That's another thing too, and this is this is this is uh highly convicting to me because I have to remind myself of it often, and that is that we've we've gotta pursue a an ongoing mission of growth 
even in this area. And what that will mean Mm -hmm. is that we have to set aside, and and I might even put it this strongly, we have to kill the laziness within us. Mm. You talked about, you know, you spent 30 years training your brain, you know, towards these particular behaviors. Well, guess what's underlying that that message of that 30 years of training? Mm -hmm. You've been training your brain to always look for the easy way. Always look for the way that's going to be the easiest. To bring it to an end or to get through the mess, easiest to... Well, think of it. Think of it whether you're in this, whether you're using people or you're using media. What's ultimately behind those temptations? Hey, don't don't resist. Give yourself whatever your desires are asking for oh, right now. Right, Pursue right. that. And and kind of what's underlying every temptation is this is going to be way easier than the to way God designed this, you. Because sometimes you know? I'll just go sit on my chair and I'll just turn the TV on and I just want to go somewhere else. I'm sick of what I was doing and the day is coming to an end. But, you know, it can be dangerous, right? Even, yeah. Even on regular TV, I'm not even, you know, it's just yeah. easy to and find not that, not that sitting down at the end of the day yeah. and turn on the TV, not that that in itself, right. there's anything wrong with that. But can you at least have that little bit of a, of, of right. a spark in your mind that says, hey, you know, there have been times in my past where if I'm not careful— about what I do in the next maybe 10 or 15 right, minutes, absolutely. it could turn into something that starts going down a rabbit trail that's not, not right. good. And, and when, when you're talking about that, I'm thinking about this concept of discipline. Mm. You know, the Bible says you can be a slave to sin or a slave to God. You only got two choices here. You want to do what's easy and fun and slippery slope and make messes, or you want to be a disciplined follower of Christ. You only have two choices. And we know we're better if we practice discipline. We make better choices one day after another. Practicing di- discipline avoids chaos. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, let me and let me ask you just a personal question. Would you say in your life, as you have sought to take thoughts captive, and you've sought to have what we're calling here thought sobriety? Yeah. Would you say that that has improved your life or made it worse? By practicing the discipline, practicing of, the discipline of, of thought sobriety. Much more peaceful, mm-hmm. much more restful. You have to be on guard all the time because we live in a sick culture and you know, it's being it, it's sold, it's pushed, right? So it's so easy. But but I, I remind myself the more chaos, the more I drift from God his principles, from discipline and order, the more restless my soul is. Mm. It's not at peace. And I love to be at peace. I love to laugh and play, be lighthearted. You know, we do very heavy work. And the last thing we want to do is play in very heavy ways. (laughs) We want to be light and free and fun and, you know, because then you can go into dark, heavy places when you're lighter. Because if you're already burdened and you go into somebody else's burdened soul, man, it's like my stuff, your stuff, this is hard stuff. You know, let's get out of here. I'm exhausted by the end of the day. I'm I'm never exhausted at the end of the day. I yeah. thought, man, that was really fun. I went around right. and, and mucked around <laughs> inside a guy's stuff. And remember the rule is it's all it's all repetitive. Mm-hmm. If you don't like yourself yesterday, you didn't like yourself the day before, the day before, you're going to tell me, you know what, I'm hard on myself. Well, of course you are. You don't like yourself. Yeah. I mean, you're going to hear these same stories over and over again. How can you get exhausted You're if you know where you are? You know, so that's... 
I want to rest well so I can be mm-hmm. present well. I'm, yeah, I do think there's a, a tremendous amount of peace. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because um, if somebody had told me that doing this kind of work that I would actually have as many moments where I'm smiling oh. and laughing and and just experiencing joy. Amen. I, Amen. I probably would have said, doing doing are, this? Are you nuts? Are you kidding? <laughs> and yet I think it's because as we go on this journey and we invite other men mm. on this journey to say, hey, listen, yeah, it's heavy work, it's difficult, but if you will go on this mission of having your thoughts completely consumed by the Lord Jesus and completely consumed by truth and grace and goodness and purity, there is a sense of where even when temptation comes, you're, you kind of have, and I use your line all the time, I don't need to know that. <laughs> I borrowed that from somebody. You know, there's, a, right. there's a piece yes, there that I says, hey, wait that. a second, I'm starting to recognize yeah. the lies, I'm recognizing the falsehoods, I'm recognizing the cheap substitutes, and I don't want to go there. And you can have a, a lightness to your spirit, and you can have a joy where even in the midst of heavy right. work, no, that's right. you can have laughter and you can have fun. So, And, you know, a brother in crisis doesn't need a brother in crisis to help him. He needs somebody that's pushed through some stuff and understands a few things and pass some tools and ideas and insights yeah. back. So that's the beauty also is like, are you going to get lost inside somebody's stuff and they come and tell you, hey, guess what? I just did this really stupid thing. Are you going to go, oh, my goodness, I don't know what to do. What should I say? It's like, no. Right. When you've heard it a thousand times, and, like, and take a breath. We're and it's be not okay. that our, and it's certainly not that our joy is phony or flippant. No. You know, we recognize when the moment calls for seriousness. Yeah. But there's so many moments where it's like, I don't know about you, but I'll look. I'll, I'll I'll kind of be looking at a guy and like, "Hey, do you want to be on this side of the fence? <laughs> Let me tell you, good. it's way better over here. Come that's on, come great. on, come on. You can do it. And you made a mess, but yeah. I'm not walking in a mess, so yeah. I'm pretty good. I'm. I can tell you're not good, <laughs> but I'm doing pretty good. So that whole idea. The other thing that that I'm trying to work on is is can you admire beauty, and then detach from it. Mm. Or do you have to admire beauty and then want to take some of it home and use it and, and make it like a two-year-old, give it to me, mine, I, I can't, and my tongue is hanging out. I was like, no, you know, beauty is a reflection of the ultimate beautiful one. You right. Know? And, and so, I've thought about that a lot lately, and this could probably be a whole other podcast. I think I think some of the disservice that has been done to men in this recovery space mm-hmm. around issues with sexual sin and brokenness is we have un, unwittingly created such a fear mm. of uh, lust and sexual sin that that's been transferred onto every female that a man could see. Mm-hmm. And I think it's created a wedge between brothers and sisters in Christ it's created a sense where um, I should be I should be questioning whether I can give this beautiful sister in Christ a full hug and embrace her and encourage her mm. and you know without thinking no wait a second did I just cross some inappropriate line 
Yeah. And so I feel like we've got to we've got to do a lot more work in terms of what you're talking about and saying, hey, God is the creator of every single image bearer on the planet. And he fashioned and formed every single one the way that he wanted. Mm. And I am to look at them as he does, as image bearers of the Holy One. Mm, and good. so can I can I give them dignity and respect and mm, and yeah. admiration without getting all squirrely and weird and quirky? Yeah, there and, you go. Turning sixteen and yeah. yeah and so good. I think I think there's a maturing that has to happen in, in yeah. our recovery that sometimes gets stunted, where guys stay in that fear paradigm related to temptation. Well, and I think it is a discipline. That's beautiful, but I better not linger here. Right. I better move, you know, because if you're 16, of the 16-year-old mindset, it's like, how much can I grab and take home? And, and you start, you know, looking and staring and ogling and, you know, blah, 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 yeah. versus that's beauty. Okay, let's move along. Let's be careful here. Well, we've scattered for a while here on uh, yes, thinking about thoughts, and, and hopefully this has been helpful for you to just kind of even be able to think through your own journey of how you are pursuing uh, managing your thoughts well and, and having a pure heart and pure mind before mm-hmm. God and others. And uh, we're on this journey together, so if we can help, please reach out to us. But we're glad you've been with us, and we'll see you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.